Hey, listeners, welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. Today we are hearing from Amy Harris again. This time she is talking about her accidental unassisted home birth and some important tips she has for mamas out there. Before I give you your sneak peek, guys, make sure you check the description below for our Natural Birth Education course and for our helpful products guide. But that's enough chatting. Here's your sneak peek, so stick around. And my midwife was like, well, I'll just turn around and just head that back that way. If something changes, I can always go back home. I think she knew what was happening and she was just not trying to make us any more nervous because she knew she wasn't going to make the birth probably at that point. Right. So anyways, as soon as he hung up the phone with her and she was like, I'm going to head back. I'll just take my time and y'all let me know if something changes. My water just explodes. Hi, I'm Rachel Manns, owner of The Natural Birth Site and this podcast, The Natural Birth Talk. Here, you'll learn all about different natural aspects of birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of a care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. Today I am here with Amy Harris and she was with us once before. She gave us tips on how to have a natural birth with an induction in the hospital. So you should definitely check out that episode. But this episode is all about her birth with her third baby, which ended up being accidentally an unassisted home birth. So I'm super excited to talk about it, but I'm going to let Amy introduce herself before we get started. Thank you, Rachel. I'm Amy. I'm a mom of three now, as she just mentioned. We just had our third just 10 weeks ago. I came home about a year ago to be a full-time stay-at-home mom with my three kids. Well, two kids in, now three, but I also have a YouTube channel on the side where I share lots of motherhood tips, birth tips. I share all about birth, all about pregnancy, and just our life in general here on our little homestead here in Mississippi. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, me too. So I love Amy's channel. You should definitely pop over there and check it out. She just has so many good postpartum tips right now with being postpartum. So thank you. definitely head over there. I've got the link in the description below, but kind of, you know, Amy reached out to me, what, seven, I mean, several months ago, Yeah, earlier 2022. I don't know. Six or eight months ago, probably. I was just halfway through my pregnancy. Yeah. And we were, we've kind of been able to come become online friends, I guess. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so I really want to tell everybody about your accidental unassisted home birth, because I think that this could happen to anyone. It could. Yes. I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> yeah. It's not super common. It happened to me too. And we have uh-huh. some, a lot of similarities in our story, which is just so funny to me. And <laughs> I've, I've had a few clients have accidental home births too. Wow. Okay. So It's just a topic that I think everybody should know about. You should definitely know the basics, what might Mm -hmm. happen. And it's just a good story to hear. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So if you just want to go ahead and get started and wherever you want to start from. Okay. um, Well, I'd had my, this was my second home birth, um, Mm -hmm. third child. So my first home birth, it started very, very similar to that one. So I woke up to a very mild contraction, except this time it was five in the morning. And the last time it was at midnight. So I was really excited Mm -hmm. because it was early in the morning. I had had a full night's sleep. My husband had had a full night's sleep. We weren't going to be tired and exhausted. Right. As our first birth, we were very tired and exhausted. So we knew that (laughs) feeling and we, we didn't want that with this birth. So we had prayed for a daytime birth. So I was so excited for that. The con- I let him know everything, woke him up, and he decided he would head on to work because we knew I was only in early labor. Nothing was going to progress that quickly, we didn't think. So right. um, 
anyways, um, my kids got up and contractions at that point were very manageable. I had, well, before my kids got up, I put on some birth podcasts and started like listening and getting my mind in the mo- in the mood of birth and just reminding myself that my body can do this. I'm very big on listening to birth podcasts and making sure you're preparing your me- your mental self for absolutely the um, not only your physical body, but you always want to prepare yourself mentally and just absolutely so much in our culture that downplays like scares you into birth. But there's yes. so many positive stories that if women will listen and prepare mm-hmm. themselves mentally, it makes birth so much easier. I think, I mean, just yes. preparing yourself mentally is, is a big, it's thing. huge. It, it's, it really is. It's so huge. It's one of the biggest focuses in my natural birth education course. Mm-hmm. So guys, if you want to learn how to prepare yourself mentally, you could check that out in the description below too. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to that and then the kids got up and we just started our day as usual. It was just a normal Monday, actually. It was mm-hmm. a Monday morning. And nothing really was changing. Like I was like, well, I'm having these contractions. I'm feeling them. I feel, I I know they're real contractions, but nothing was getting closer. They weren't getting any more intense. I was just kind of sitting on my birth ball, playing with the kids. We were talking about the new baby. We didn't know her gender at that point. So my son was still betting on a boy and he was so excited that his brother was going to be arriving that day. He just was set on it was a boy. So So I'm going to pause you only because I just (laughs) finished uploading your birth video to the natural birth show on YouTube. Uh-huh. And it's scheduled to release. Well, I guess it would be released by the time I release this episode. Um, and you guys should check that out in the description below too. But in the very beginning of that video, your son <laughs> says, God, please let this be a boy. Yes, he did. He did. He it's was so cute. So set on the boy. And if you watch the video, you'll see his real and raw reaction of it not being a boy. Yes. Um, because we did have a girl. So anyways, he was really excited and we just enjoyed our day. It was just a really sweet day. Like I'll remember that day for forever with my kids because it was just so sweet talking about the arrival of their sibling that day. So by lunch, I mean, I had talked to my midwife and told her updates and was, she was like, let me know this. Let me know this. She was about two. She lives right at two hours from us. So we had a good drive Mm -hmm. for her to get here and I didn't want her to miss the birth. So around noon, I told my husband, to come on home. I mean, it wasn't anything, nothing was picking up, but he didn't want anything to pick up quickly. Cause when my second home birth, things mm-hmm. did pick up really quickly. Um, like my midwife was only there for 20 minutes at that previous home. Birth. Yeah. So we didn't want that to happen again. And we definitely wanted my husband here to get the birth pool set up and filled. And I just felt like in my mind, things were going to pick up. Although my body didn't feel like anything was picking up just yet. Uh-huh. So this was about noon. Just like um, your instinct was there. Yeah, my instinct was like, we're going to have a baby this afternoon. Like the kids are going to be awake. The midwife's going to be here. The birth pool's going to be ready. It's going to all happen this afternoon. Uh-huh. So anyways, my husband got home. We started doing some things outside or the kids went down for nap. We started doing some things outside and he was like, are you sure you're really in labor? Like you're, you're walking around the yard, helping me and doing uh-huh. all this. And I would just stop and pause through contractions at this point. They were probably about 15, 10 to 15, not, not really regularly mm-hmm. 15 to 15 or so, but um, nothing intense yet. Still yeah. like I could just stop, pause, stand there and just breathe. I didn't have like- to like, bend over, like really focus. Yeah. And those 10 to 15 minute apart contractions, those can last for days. Those can start and stop, you know, you just never know, but you (laughs) knew in your body, trusting your instincts, like something was going to happen that day. Like I never even, it never even crossed my mind that we would be having a baby two or three days from then. Thankfully, because I know if that had gone through my mind, I probably would have had like a mental block. I don't even know, but right. 
anyways, that afternoon we were just enjoying the afternoon together. And then I think it was about, it was about three o'clock. I was like, okay, this is about to just change drastically. And my mm-hmm. midwife needs to get here. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. still, I still didn't feel anything that much different. I think they had probably went to about 10 minutes apart. Like things were progressing, but they were so slow. Mm-hmm. I was just like any minute now, everything's going to change any minute because everything had just been so slow from there. And remembering my last birth, I was like, hers changed really quickly, that birth. So this one's going to change really quick. So at three, I told the midwife to come. She was two hours from us. So she arrived about five and got here and visited with us for five or 10 minutes. And Mm -hmm. I I think I had one contraction the entire time she was here, which was crazy because she ended up being here about 45 minutes. But she said that happens a lot. Like when, when the provider gets there, your body kind of just stalls. I mean, even as a doula, like even as a doula, when I get to a birth, even at someone's home, it almost always stalls at least for 30 minutes or something. There's always a change just because there's, there's just that change in the atmosphere. And so the body just takes a pause. It's, it's smart. (laughs) It really is like, it knows what it needs. It knows it needs a break. It knows it needs privacy. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so much that I think played into this that I'll mention in a minute, but I didn't want any checks. Like I was pretty against Mm -hmm. it. I didn't want any, any interventions at all. But at that point we didn't like, nothing was changing. So she, she agreed that we probably should do a check. So she checked me and I was Mm -hmm. like two centimeters, (laughs) the worst, (laughs) a slap in the face. Like I'd been in labor for now 12 hours from 5am to 5pm when she checked me. And like my heart just sank, like my husband could see it on my face. And that's the struggle with checks, like with cervical checks. One of the struggles is that like it, it can set you back. And I always really like to say that your cervix is not a crystal ball and it does not tell you when you're going to give birth. And your your story is the perfect example of that. So (laughs) I did not want to be checked. Like I had told her the whole time I, in my previous home birth, I didn't have any checks. Um, my first hospital birth, there were lots. So I mm-hmm. knew that it was a big mind game in, in the hospital with the cervical check. So I really didn't want any, but I knew it was kind of, we needed to know something because right. she was two hours. We were in nearing the end of the day. I needed to try to get some sleep if I wasn't about to have the baby. So anyways, she checked me. We agreed that she would head on back home. And she was like, well, you're only two centimeters. Things are, I don't think you're in padromal labor. Things uh-huh. are changing, but I don't think you're going to have a baby that quickly. Like we could, it could be midnight or the next morning. Well, and what's funny (laughs) is that like that information made you second guess your instincts. It did. It did. (laughs) Which is where it's like, you know, it's so huge for me in my doula practice and in my childbirth ed practice to just remind moms to check their instincts and trust their instincts because every birth and everybody is different. And it sounds like you're kind of like me where you may go from, you know, three or four centimeters to having a baby in just yeah. a couple of hours. Like yes. I've, I've done that several times <laughs> and, and you've done that twice now too. Yes. Well, my first one wasn't this quick. It was probably about five or six hours, the progression. But still, but, yeah. But this one was a lot quicker as we'll, as we'll get to. But yes, it's crazy how your body can change. And like the midwife was like, yeah, you probably have five, six, eight more hours, maybe even mm-hmm. a couple of days. And, but I did it. <laughs> so anyways, she, yep. she left my husband and I warmed up some dinner. Like we pulled out one of the postpartum meals because I mm-hmm. was not about to cook dinner at that point. Of course so, not. <laughs> after that day and after that mind, mental block that I had just had. So we were sitting at dinner and I remember telling him, you know, now, since you sent the midwife home, we're going to have a free birth. And he was like, <laughs> well, I hope, I hope not Amy, but if, if we do, God will be in control. We'll get through it. I'll 
we'll, we'll handle it. Uh-huh. So anyways, um, we ate dinner. We had a good laugh over that. I was still having contractions just every maybe five to eight minutes at this point, mm-hmm. still very, very, very mild though. Like I wasn't in like the zone yet of having to really focus on those contractions. So after the dinner, after dinner, he put the kids to bed and I went ahead and got a long bath. Or I thought it was going to be a long bath. But right. I told me to take a long, relaxing bath with some salts and whatever I wanted to do to relax myself. So I got in the bathtub. He was putting the kids to bed. I could hear all this. I put on a birth, another birth podcast to listen to and just started trying to just reset my mind. Cause I was mm-hmm. really, really down at that point. I'm sure but about two. Yes. Just knowing that I was only two centimeters and now my kids were going to bed and I had really wanted at least my oldest to be at the birth because he was mm-hmm. wanting to announce the gender. So I guess I was just really sad that now he may not even get to be there. So about two minutes into that podcast, uh, things started changing. We have, we don't have like a nice luxury tub. I was in a tiny little tub and everything got mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. I couldn't sit still. Contractions just like hit me like so hard. Oh, and no. They went from that five to eight minutes apart at dinner to like two, one to two minutes apart within like that short bath that yeah. I wasn't in there long at all. And something about that bath, just the relaxation did. or the position you were in possibly something, I, or you're just your mental state change. Yeah. I think looking back, it may have been my kids were in bed and I knew like, I wanted my kids to be there, but I think I was also having the back of my mind. What if my mom couldn't be here to watch them? My husband had to do it. Like, I think there was a mm. lot of mental stuff going on. And when they went to bed, it was like my body finally relaxed. I yeah. thought I wanted them there at the birth, but maybe my body knew I really didn't need to have them there. Just with like them being so young and needing yeah. childcare. My mom was another two hours from us. So it was like all these keys that had to come together to make this perfect birth that yeah. I had planned for this perfect water birth with my family all around and everything. So anyway. I understand. <laughs> I understand that so much because I had the same plan with mine. I was uh-huh. like, I had the tub blown up and I was yes. like, Hey, we're just going to fill it. And I'm going to have candles. Uh-huh. And my then six-year-old was like, I'm going to swim with you. And, <laughs> my and I was like, had- all my family's going to be here if they want to be here. Exactly. And then my body was like, nope, nope nobody's making it. <laughs> that's not the plan. My, my toddler had also wanted to be in the pool and yeah. swim. Like he had seen us blow up the pool that day, but had not seen us fill it. But he was so excited. But I think yeah. our bodies know what we need for that birth. Um, and maybe the next birth that we have, another one will be different. So anyways, he was in bed. So I got out of the tub, came downstairs. My husband was just doing some things around the house. He was like, are you all right? Hey everyone, Rachel Manns here, and today I have something I'm thrilled to share with you guys. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, that's a quarter, guys, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. Designed for new and expectant parents, as well as pregnancy and birth professionals, Informed Pregnancy Plus is like having a trusted BFF and doctor in one, guiding you through every step of the path to and through parenthood. A few of just my favorite titles are obviously The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, How Fun Is That?, 
ease into sleep, the afterbirth plan, and the core connection, an extremely well-presented and informative workshop teaching you about your core and pelvic floor and how to keep them healthy. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Sign up for Informed Pregnancy Plus right now. I'm not kidding, guys. It's really going to help you out. It's my prescription for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. That's informedpregnancy.tv, and the link will be in the description below. Now back to the show. And at this point, I was like, no, I have to get in the bed. And I immediately got in that bed and started shaking. And that's my son uh-huh. for transition. And he knew that. And he was like, are you cold? And I think he was kind of in shock because he had mm-hmm. just seen me go up to the bathtub, like perfectly fine. And now mm-hmm. I come down downstairs and get in our bed. And like, I'm a totally different person. He was uh-huh. like, do I need to call the midwife? Do we need to call? I was like, no, she just left. Let's Let's just see if something ha- like it had been now probably just an hour, just an hour that she had left. I was like, let's just see what happens. I'm still not comprehending that I'm uh-huh. in transition. I don't think it had hit me yet because I just was like, because you've already I-? been told it's going to be five and hours like, at this point, so I'm it's in your head. Centimeters. Exactly, exactly. And he was like, well, you you sh- you were just two centimeters. You shouldn't be about to have a baby yet. So I'll call her and update her, but I'm not going to tell her to come back. So I went through transition in my bed, laying there. He watched me. And at that moment, he, he was on the phone with her watching mm-hmm. me like tremble. And he was like, I think she's starting to shake. And I think that may be her sign. And my midwife was like, well, I'll just turn around and just head that back that way. If something changes, I can always go back home. I think she knew what was happening. Yeah. And she was just not trying to make us any more nervous because she knew she wasn't going to make the birth probably at that point. Right. So anyways, as soon as he hung up the phone with her and she was like, I'm going to head back. I'll just take my time and y'all let me know if something changes. My water just explodes. Uh-huh. It's, it's like the, is is I've never experienced it like that. Actually. I, in the past, they just kind of trickled. Uh-huh. This was the like elaborate TV one where Niagara falls. <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't usually happen by the way. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to you that way, but most women I've talked to that doesn't happen that way. Mine pop. Yeah. It, mine it, have it, pop. Wow. Yes. And I could feel the pop. Wow. See, that yeah. was totally new for me. It totally caught me off guard and my husband too, because he had never seen that. We thought that was just like very rare and in the movies, like <laughs> where they up play birth so much. But anyways, um, it popped and he was like, okay, I'm calling her. And immediately contractions were just like, boom, 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 yep. when that water breaks. So he called her and was like, yeah, hurry back. And she, she kind of gave him some information. Just, we had taken a class with her in case this mm-hmm. happened. Um, she does like a class for her um, patients, clients and make sure they know if what to do if, if yeah. she doesn't make the birth. So he kind of refreshed, she kind of refreshed his memory. So that was very calming. And I was just, it was very calming to hear her. Cause at that point I realized we were probably not going to have her at our birth. Right. And I knew that my body was capable and I knew that right. I was per- going to be perfectly fine. My only worry was the baby. If the baby needed some form of help that yeah. we personally couldn't, didn't know what to do. And of course we'd have her on the phone, but that was my only concern. So she just eased all our fears. And I think as soon as that worry came into my head, God eased all my fears too. Uh-huh. And my husband's calmness. I mean, he, there were parts, if you watch our video, he got a little bit, yeah. a little bit like nervous, but for the most part, he stayed so calm and that helped me stay calm. And I think that was God looking over us and helping us 
put peace in our, in that birth because mm-hmm. he knew we needed it because we were not planning for the midwife, not right. to, not Huge to be there. surprise. <laughs> exactly. So right after my water broke, I asked him to help me get in onto hands and knees. Cause that's mm-hmm. just like instinctively the position I needed, felt like I needed to go to. And I always mm-hmm. tell mamas that your body knows what position you take a birth Absolutely. in, um, in the hospital birth. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but I wanted to give birth on hands and knees or in another position, but my body mm-hmm. did, it didn't feel right that time. So yeah. I ended up giving birth in a different position in the hospital. Cause that birth was different. I mean, right. all births are different between yep. different mamas and different babies and all three of time, mine. I birthed all three of my babies in a different position. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. See, these mm-hmm. last two were the same, but my first one's totally different. That's interesting. It's just all our, all of our births different. Our body knows what we need in that moment. So I had him help me get onto hands and knees and um, at first I was like, what do you see? And he's like, I don't see anything. I'm going to go fill up the birth pool. So he's not filling the birth pool until <laughs> he still had to get the water hose hooked up. We had not hooked that up yet. He's not even starting to fill up the birth pool until I'm already on hands and knees. Yeah. So he gets the water running and he's running back and forth to the bathroom to plug, to get everything hooked up while I'm in the bed and he'll come check on me every minute or so. And so the first time he looked, he didn't see anything. And then he's still trying to get the water set up. And I'm like, babe, please get in here. I need your help. He was like, I'm trying to get this birth pool set up for you. You really wanted this water birth. And I was like, there's a part in the video. I'm like, babe, we're not having a water birth. This baby men, is coming. <laughs> men are so funny like that. Yes. Like they've got this one thing in their mind that exactly. they can do. And this is what they can do. And they know they can do it. And it's just like in their head. And you have to like coax them away from it. Uh-huh, like. Exactly. He, he had planned to have that water birth set up for me and we wanted it and he was going to get it for me, but the timing just was not there. It's okay. Same, same thing with my previous home birth. We didn't, we got the pool a little more full that time, but this time we had like an inch of water. Yeah. Um, so not happening. So I called him back. I was like, babe, we're not having a water birth. And I asked him again to see what he, to check. Cause I, I could feel that pressure. Um, mm-hmm not really like pushy yet, but I could feel that pressure coming down. And he was like, I was like, what do you see? And just as nonchalantly as ever, he was like, <laughs> ahead. Like, I was like, if I, if that had been me, I'd have been like screaming, like I see a head, like the baby's coming out, but he was just so cool and calm about Aww. it. It was just such a blessing for sure. Yeah, seriously. And um, so at that point we called, we got the midwife on the phone and had her just mm-hmm. there just to coach him. Just and in case. And, and she was just as calm as can be. And it was very reassuring to hear her again, like just call, calming, calmly talking to us. But she just kind of listened and sat back. Like she wasn't being like all up in everything. Cause I mean, that yeah. was, my husband knew what to do. I mean, he just had to yeah. catch the baby. So, um, yeah, it's not hard. Yeah. It's honestly, really not. like it's not hard to catch a baby. <laughs> it's really not. I've seen videos where like the husband, they're real slippery, like the mama standing up but uh-huh. I was on, on the bed, like in a, on a soft position. Even if he missed, it was going to be okay. It it was going to be okay. (laughs) So that wasn't really a fear. So the head was out. I had another contraction and her, I guess her head was out like the crowning. And that would be like the the crowning moment Uh really wasn't intense. It was just like intense pressure. I always, people are always so afraid of that moment. But I think if you're just breathing and listening Mm -hmm. to your body and letting those natural contractions take over, it's not as bad as it's made out to be, or at least it hasn't been for me. Like it's well, yes. Like you said, if you're able to just listen to your body body versus being able to talk, my goodness, versus being told (laughs) to push, push, push. Um, if, if baby's able to descend slower, it Mm -hmm. is much easier on the body. 
there was a point where I was telling him to get some warm rags because we had all yep. that planned. And because I knew my midwife did warm compress to prevent tearing uh-huh. and not a fire. And he could not find the rags. Like <laughs> they were in my birth kit, but he could not find them. So we didn't have any of that. And the ring of fire was not that bad. I mean, I had uh-huh. the head was coming out. The next contraction, her head was all the way out. So he just mm-hmm. kind of held the head. And then with one more contraction, it's crazy how your body just rotates those shoulders yeah. and she just popped out. So within three total contractions, she was out. My body pushed her out instinctively with the fetal ejection yep. reflex. I didn't actually push any. And like you said, when people yeah. are coaching you to push, it's it, it doesn't flow right with my body. It was just doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel right. If you just let your body do it on its own or only push if you feel the need to push. Yeah. Right. It's just so much easier and so much Absolutely. easier on your body. And no, I didn't have any tearing. I was on hands and knees. So there was that tricky, tricky. Like past the baby, right? Past the baby. It was, it was crazy. My midwife, ta- we joked about that after like when, she, well, um, she knows kind of to pass it through the legs and he like passed I her saw- over me and like baby was hung and I was like, okay, bring her back through. <laughs> I noticed that in the birth video when I was watching it. (laughs) It's really cute. If you guys haven't, definitely check the YouTube link below with Amy's video because you can see everything she's talking about. It's pretty much all in the video. It's so, it's it's just a really good video. Plus, I love all of the newborn pictures that you put in there and your little blurb at the end. So thank you. Um, So after she was born, he laid her up on my chest, as we talked about, the the past the baby. And she pinked up like almost immediately. It was just beautiful because that was just a fear of something if something was wrong and we didn't have the midwife there. And well, and that's perfect. That's the struggle with the the accidental unassisted home birth. So with the planned unassisted or planned free birth or even like planned wild birth, those mamas have the knowledge of how to do that. But when you're not planning for that. You often don't have that knowledge because exactly. it wasn't the, it wasn't in the plan. Exactly. And we will for the future. I mean, just in case, but it's just beautiful how God works things out yeah, like absolutely. that and how your body knows. And it just was an amazing experience. And we, we didn't do anything until the midwife got there. We just cuddled the baby and yeah. she got there. She did all the placenta and delivering that and was just, it was just so beautiful and peaceful. And just, as I always say, home birth is just so. It's just peaceful and beautiful and awesome. Anyway, even, even with the longest labors, Mm -hmm. moms who have home births just so quickly. I mean, I had one 48 hours of laboring at home, intense labor. And as soon as that baby was on her chest, she was like, that was the best thing ever. Like I will pick this forever. Forget everything. (laughs) Yep. So before we finish up, obviously Eliza's wanting us to finish up. She's just so sweet. So before we finish up, what's some of your main tips or just little things that you want to say in the case of either planning for an unassisted birth or in the case of a surprise happening? Well, definitely trusting your body in all cases. I I say that all the time that Mm -hmm. your body knows exactly what to do, whether you're planning a hospital birth, a a birth center birth, a home birth with a midwife or unassisted without a midwife, mm-hmm. your body will know what to do. And I mean, as far as just like an emergency, I mean, prepare for those things. And we had prepared mm-hmm. for things like that, but that is so rare. If you're in a low so risk rare. pregnancy, there's really mm-hmm. nothing to fear. Our society makes us fear that, but there's mm-hmm. truly not a reason to fear that. There are 
people to help if there are an emergency like that. But you're right. There is, there's nothing to fear. And that's again, where trusting your instincts come in. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you're able to put that fear aside, I truly believe if there's anything that can be done, your body will tell you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And it'll tell you sooner, soon enough so that you can, if something is going wrong, you can get help. I mean, right. But I don't ever want, never want to instill that in any mamas because that is so, so rare. If you are in a low risk pregnancy and everything has gone smoothly thus far, then there's Mm -hmm. really no reason to fear. Just trust God, trust your body. Absolutely. That's just how we've approached birth and how it's worked beautifully for us thus far. And yeah. It's so beautiful home birth. I just, I could talk well, about it forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just, you know, your story is a really good example of why we should educate ourselves yes. and not just rely on other people to do things for us, exactly. especially when exactly. it comes to healthcare, when it comes to birth, we exactly. do need to, we need to be educated because you never know when an unassisted birth is going to happen. With mine, I had actually toyed with an unassisted birth because I'm a doula and I knew Uh I have a history of fast labors. Yeah. And I hired a midwife for postpartum care, having a feeling, like I just had this feeling she wasn't going to make it. And my birth was much faster than yours. It was Uh like two and a half hours from no contractions, but a little bit of pink on my toilet paper Wow. to here's my baby. Baby. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. But it was still a surprise, you know, it wasn't in the plan. And um, I did have the training I, for the most part, you know, I did know what to do. And that makes a huge difference too, just having that education. So I think trust your body, like you said, trust your instincts, trust God and be educated. Exactly. Yes. It's huge. Exactly. Yes. So thank you for sharing your story with us. I love it. I love sharing it. Thank you. listeners, if you have any questions, reach out, reach out to me at contact at the natural but you can also check out Amy's social media below. Even if you don't have any questions, go check out our pages. They're great. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more.